time. Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. And the Council Roundup each and every Wednesday brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Their downtown location open for lunch. And don't forget about delivery, Head West Subs. And uh, program notes. Next week, Tuesday, is Independence Day. So no council meeting. They'll have their council meeting on Wednesday night, meaning we will cover the council roundup on Thursday morning. Uh, so just a programming note there. But let's get to last night's Springfield City Council Committee of the Whole, where um, they tackled all kinds of ordinances. They heard from citizens addressing the committee. Uh, they discussed uh, fireworks uh, with Independence Day just around the corner. Uh, but let's get right on into it. Here's a, a high price ordinance that's up for consideration from last night's uh, Committee of the Whole. On an ordinance approving payment to Troxel and Company in an amount not to exceed $4,600,000 for property insurance policy for 39 39- City of Springfield properties for a one-year term for the Office of Public Utilities. Wow, four million dollars uh, to uh, ultimately be- get this thing approved to insure, uh, you know, a couple of uh, properties, thirty-some uh, odd properties in Springfield for one year. Uh, and I remember uh, several years ago they discussed about uh, you know if this is type of thing is bid uh, and what kinds of uh, you know insurance agencies there are that could tackle these kinds of uh, uh, properties. And you've got to consider also. Uh, trying to uh, ensure city water, light, and power and the uh, coal-fired power plants. Uh, I remember the discussion years ago. Uh, that was a, a tall order to do, so uh, they, they went ahead and put that on the consent agenda uh, for the upcoming uh, full Springfield City Council meeting. Uh, then you get to uh, several other ordinances. They approved spending for new trucks. Uh, they approved uh, you know spending for paving some roadways through Springfield. Uh, but uh, next up, they had an ordinance to uh, appoint a former Alder person to a uh, commission on Springfield City Government. An ordinance approving the appointment of Kristen D. DeCenso to the Springfield Local Liquor Commission. Move for debate. Second. Second. Motion by Alderman Redpath for the debate agenda. Seconded by Alderwoman Conley. Any discussion? Any discussion? Any discussion? She's here. Do you want? She to is her? here. Would you like to come up and say a few words, or would you like us to keep rolling? Why not? Keep rolling. Yeah. Why don't you come up and introduce yourself? Keep we miss you already. <laughs> For the record, I said keep rolling. Well, happy birthday, Alderwoman Conley. And then you get me back. You're Thank still you. older than me. Yes, I'm <laughs> uh, Hello, everyone. Hello, it's been a full hello. eight weeks since I've been here. I didn't expect to be back here so soon, but it's lovely to see you all, and even more lovely to not see my name up there. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Alderman Hanauer. Um, Mr. Senso, what experience do you have in with bars and alcohol? <laughs> That's a good question. You don't have to answer that. I had to ask. <laughs> I like to have fun. <laughs> Any real discussion? Alderwoman, thank you for your willingness to serve on the commission, and thanks for being here tonight, and thanks for sending your resume ahead of time. We appreciate that. Absolutely. So again, uh, former Alderwoman DeCenso, they went ahead and moved that forward, but uh, we'll hear a little bit more about this later on with uh, Alderman Roy Williams Jr., who's raised questions about the timing of DeCenso's appointment being so close to uh, her no longer being an alder person. Uh, So we may hear even more about that, Uh, not just uh, later on, uh, but even uh, next week when they uh, go 
go to uh, finally approve uh, Alderwoman DeCenso uh, for that spot. Uh, then you get to uh, Alderman Hanauer, uh, who has uh, some questions here um, concerning uh, uh, some, some city business that's uh, moving its way through the city council. 31st, 2023, and requested funds in the amount of 75% of the cost, not to exceed $100,000 for the facade rehabilitation and easement at 413 through 415 East Adams Street for the Office of Planning and Economic Development. So, again, this is uh, TIF dollars, and there were several ordinances in the same vein. TIF dollars to rehab the facade of some downtown buildings. Uh, and they're wanting to modify that, increase the amount of money that these uh, developers are going to get. Uh, Alderman Hanauer uh, asks why this is uh, taking so long and, uh, he, of course, uh, gets a response. Why has it taken longer for the, for this to get done? I guess that's, that's the question I'm, you know, he's asking for um, increased funds and he's asking for I guess more time is that my understanding director yes. alderman Donnellan too can I speak before director please Donald? alderwoman um, so I have been in contact constantly with Chris and he has been waiting for a while and we had some situations that took place in economic development before director Yazel got here so a lot of times he was just waiting on answers and I have emails that verify that too but she's been in constant contact with him since he's been, since she's uh, been the director now okay. so Val Yazel was there to uh, address uh, these questions about what took so long and why this is an important project that needs to be approved with the extension and the increased dollars um, so this started way back in 21 in the fall of 21 uh, we're you know part of the pandemic still he um, had the ordinance passed before City Council he went to go out for a public bid which is required of our tip agreements no bids he couldn't get any bids <coughs> so he got back in touch with uh, economic development and with the mayor and asked what am I supposed to do you know this has never happened before that that you know you put out for public bid and you don't get anything so he waited and waited and waited for a long time for an answer. Um, what I'm looking here, Chris, if you want to join me here, um, you, uh, let's see, you've got the first bid. Okay, so this was in 21 in November. He got the first bid for facade work September 22. So the developer was there to address these questions, and uh, we'll just let him kind of uh, lay out uh, where he's at in this project and why he needs uh, the approval of the city council to move forward. Christopher Nickel, um, I'm one of on the this on this particular ordinance. I'm one of the members um, of the LLC that owns. Oh wait, <coughs> this is 413. I'm one of the members of the LLC, one of the owners for this particular facade ordinance. Um, the reason I wanted to break in, and I apologize, is because there's three separate facade uh, agreements that, yeah, that will be discussed. Too. Yeah. And this, this particular one, along with the other small one, we're on a little bit of a different timeline. Uh, her, her discussion was correct in that I had a lot of trouble getting bids. The first contractor that bid gave me bid on all three projects. So we went ahead and started on the two small ones, even though it was only a, a single bidder. Um, I, I came back to the city, the economic development at the time, and I said, I, I only have one bid, can I move forward? Because typically you're required to collect more than one bid and select either the lowest bidder or the, can't remember the terminology, someone who's qualified, most responsible, right? So I only had one bid, should I go ahead? 
I essentially got the nod that, yeah, since you only got one bid, you published it in the paper, there's nothing else to do. So we went ahead and got started on the two small ones. Th those are actually in the works right now. Um, the large one, however, because the numbers were so much bigger, um, uh, economic development and the mayor at the time were uncomfortable with me moving forward because we only had one bid. There was no way to tell if it was a market rate. And be because the numbers were so much larger, we, he, it was requested that I wait until I could get a second bid. So you can see uh, with uh, anybody who's tried to get some work done, uh, finding contractors is pretty painful right now. Uh, so it's even hitting uh, whenever they're looking to do uh, facades for uh, historic buildings in downtown Springfield. Uh, but uh, after hearing uh, the pleas from the developer, uh, Alderman Ralph Hanauer, he changed his motion from debate to consent. My Alderman Hanauer wishes to change his uh, motion from the debate to the consent agenda. Is there a second? But Alderman Sean Gregory, uh, he wanted to have this on debate because, well, that's a uh, big ticket Mr. Chair, items. I still would like to request that um, this be placed on debate. Um, I just um, have some follow-up questions, and, and I'm sure I will be able to have them answered by our uh, next meeting. For okay, pursuant to our rules, that is in order, and uh, the chair will confirm that with corporation counsel and it is anytime somebody wants something on debates that uh, supersedes uh, putting it on the consent agenda so we likely will hear more about that uh, next week coming up a lot more ordinances to tackle including uh, new business and uh, some citizens addressing the council stay tuned it's here with Springfield's morning news and the council roundup brought to you by head west subs when you want a great sub you've got to head west their downtown location open for lunch head west sub we are in the throes of the Council Roundup with a lot of action last night at Springfield City Council Committee of the Whole. Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Their downtown location open for lunch. And don't forget about delivery, Head West Subs. All right, let's get back to it. It's another ordinance up for consideration at last night's Committee of the Whole. Professional Services Agreement with Sound Thinking Incorporated, formerly known as ShotSpotter Incorporated, for annual ShotSpotter subscription services, formerly known as Respond, for an annual amount of $290,063 and for a total amount of $870,188 over a three-year period for the Springfield Police Department. Consent. Second. So Shot Spotter is going to continue on in Springfield. Uh, so uh, look it out for that and how it's used by uh, city police to crack down on where uh, shots may be heard. Uh, it's a technology that has microphones essentially set up uh, to be able to hear those things. Uh, some pushback uh, from uh, other municipalities, uh, in particular in Chicago, uh, to this idea, but uh, police swear by it, allowing them to uh, better uh, triangulate where uh, shots are being fired. On to new business. Uh, here is... Uh, uh, Alderman Chuck Redpath. Um, last week we talked about uh, um, um, fly dumping, and obviously the state's attorney heard about it. So I talked to Corporation Counsel, and he was in touch with him. And if he would please give us a, a report on your conversation with the state's attorney. And if you recall, last week uh, Redpath uh, suggested the state's attorney get involved in fly dumping cases. The Corporation Counsel. Our office now. currently has two fly dumping cases open. Uh, we have not referred any for criminal prosecution. Uh, we are working on our procedure. Again, we have, we have, a, uh, we're a civil ordinance violation. So if you fly dump and uh, we investigate it, we have a, a different standard of proof that we have to meet and we 
uh, levy monetary fines. Um, the state's attorney, uh, if they are re referred, uh, his office will review the case and prosecute uh, to any case that he believes he can um, meet the uh, standard of beyond a reasonable doubt for the fly dumping. Um, but again, we have not referred any. Uh, my office is working on procedures where uh, if we have repeat offenders or the, the same violations or if the violation is to such an extent where it rises to a criminal level, we will certainly refer them over to uh, the state's attorney's office. So again, uh, the Corporation Council for the City of Springfield kind of laying out the uh, the path there a matter of for these types of uh, uh, cases where fly dumping is a problem. Uh, do they get criminally referred out to uh, the state's attorney's office? Uh, and that's something I think is very much uh, in the minds of people as they see this as a chronic issue, uh, but uh, is it being taken care of appropriately? Well, there's multiple avenues. Administrative court with the city, and then if it becomes chronic, as somebody is a repeat offender, then it could get referred to uh, the state's attorney's office, but as you heard, the corporation council said they have yet to forward any uh, uh, repeat offenders to the state's attorney's office. And the state's attorney's office, if they don't have that in front of them, they can't go forward and prosecute. So they have to have the right circumstantial evidence and all that, and the the right facts in front of them to be able to go charge somebody with uh, excessive fly dumping and being a repeat offender. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, an update from what we talked about last week. We'll actually revisit some of that coming up, uh, but also. Alderman Williams chiming in on some things, uh, and then uh, citizens addressing the council. Uh, so stay tuned. We got a lot more to get to here with Springfield's morning news and the council roundup. Brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Their downtown location open for lunch. Don't forget about delivery. Head West Subs. And a shout out to the city of Springfield's AV crew, the audio visual crew. They do an outstanding job streaming the Springfield City Council from multi multi camera approach, uh, so you can see the people. You can hear the people. You can see what they're discussing, and you can find all of that on the city's YouTube page. Uh, and also, uh, WMAY simulcast that on our YouTube page as well. So uh, that's where we get all the video from uh, when we do our council roundup. Uh, so big shout-out to the uh, Springfield AV crew. Uh, thumbs up on that. All right, stay tuned. Much more. Back with the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their downtown location open for lunch. And don't forget about delivery. Head West Subs. All right, so earlier we had the appointment of uh, former alderwoman uh, Krista DeCenso to help with the uh, Liquor Commission. And uh, no debate was had, really. Uh, but uh, I imagine we're going to hear more debate as Alderman Roy Williams Jr. Uh, during new and unfinished business asked the Corporation Council for an update on a um, question he had about uh, the timing of appointees who may have served as uh, city officials. I just wanted to remind Corporate Council I'm still waiting on some information on, on your opinion on um, the ordinance that I referred to dealing with time frames of appointments. I would like it before uh, next Tuesday because we just moved it on to the debate and I'm trying to just get some clarity. Uh, I did vote yes for debate. I'm, I'm, I'm nothing against the person being appointed. It's all about the rule and, and, and how that rule was applied to others. So I, I just I'm waiting if you'll just send it to me. I appreciate it. So I'll have time to uh, look at it before we have the debate next Tuesday. And then the second piece is, since the mayor is not up here, I guess the deputy mayor, I'm still waiting on some, some resume information or something. I just truly believe anytime 
we're paying somebody almost $100,000, we should see a resume. So if you could please look into that on, because I haven't received either yet. So Thank again, uh, Roy Williams Jr., uh, in a way, uh, some grievances he has. He's not getting the information he's being uh, requested of the uh, uh, the administration. So I imagine we'll hear more of that as well. Uh, but back to the issue of fly dumping. Uh, Alderman Rockford had questions of how the city moves forward with uh, possible criminal charges against people who do fly dump. Uh, we, we're talking about repeat offenders. Now, are, are we going to set something up to where, you know, if, if we get somebody coming back three, four, five times, what are we going to set a limitation or how are we going to pr- proceed with presenting this to the state's attorney uh, to, for criminal? So, uh, again, Rockford asking the Corporation Council that question. Our procedure on the civil side is it escalates for fines. Uh, it's 500 and then 1,000 for every subsequent violation. Um, but certainly if, if there is evidence there um, and there is a repeat offender, uh, we will refer it. We'll at least we'll give the case file to the state's attorney's office. And then, um, again, it's, a, it's an independent determination on whether there's uh, enough to prosecute criminally. But with repeat offenders, our process is going to be turn it over, uh, turn the file over. And he also talked about how uh, it's not just the state's attorney's office that could get involved in this. It's also the Illinois EPA as well. So uh, I think there's going to be a lot more to come on how they go about enforcing repeat offenses of fly dumping. Uh, let's get into uh, a, um, a moment here from uh, Alderman Hanauer, who's uh, bringing up something that's been brought up before in the past, and that's tree trimming around utility lines in Springfield from a uh, uh, a contractor that uh, CWLP has. And here's Alderman Hanauer, uh, who I think is getting an earful from some of his constituents. This guy is not happy about how things were done. Um, he said that they obliterated trees and, and around the power lines. And, they, you know, and we've all seen it. Um, we got we to gotta get... Uh, I mean... I, We've all gotten, if you, we, I think we've all gotten some heat over this. Something needs to change with it. Again, we've heard this uh, for years, this complaint. And he talks about how it might need to go you to know, a contract. It, it doesn't have to necessarily be people, trees on people's property. They, if they have a field, you know, like a field or something in the back, they still rely on those trees. And you got a group come in and they just, you know, just make the trees look, look bad. Um, I just think we need to we need to do something. You know, we may have to we may have to really think about it when we when we you know vote on that eight million dollar bid because they got to do a better job. Eight and, million dollars. You know, they're just like some of the other people. They don't that nobody knows when they're coming. It seems like they just come through and with reckless abandon and. And that's what we're left with. So. Chop, chop, chop away. Uh, all right, let's hear about uh, some upcoming events uh, at the city council with uh, Alderwoman Purchase. There is Betty with the opener of Unchained, and that's starting at 6 p.m. And Levitt, sponsored none downtown Dwight Block. It will be going on at 6 p.m., and fireworks will be taking off at 9.30 p.m., and we hope to see you all there. And just one more, Alderman Donnelly. We have the Springfield JC's Capital City Celebration, so lots of fireworks shows going on. And we also would like to invite you to bring your furry friends out. And we have a patriotic um, contest on Saturday at 6.45 p.m. But right before then, we have Capital Sound coming on stage at 2 p.m. and just waiting for the dust to settle, and we will have another fireworks show. So please come out and don't... 
So you've got uh, fireworks shows, live music with the Levitt uh, can- concert series, including the local band Unchained. That's tonight. And then you've got uh, a series of events coming up throughout the weekend for Independence Day. Uh, but Older Woman Connolly, uh, of course, Independence Day comes with fireworks, even though uh, you know the professional fireworks are sanctioned, but uh, a lot of people go and buy fireworks from, say, Missouri, because uh, you can't buy fireworks in Illinois, except for like the sparks and the snaps and the uh, snakes. Uh, but anyways, uh, that's something else for another day. We may talk about that uh, tomorrow. Uh, but uh, Alderwoman Conley has concerns about uh, fireworks in general. Um, one of the most consistent complaints I get in the summer is the the level of stress that um, certain residents and and their 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 animal family members um, <laughs> experience with excessive firework displays. Um, also, really a note of caution, it's extraordinarily dry right now. I don't know what that rain was that kind of blew by last night, yesterday, but it did nothing. Um, we're in a, a moderate drought, mild to moderate drought, which means that there's a lot of dead grass, or at least flammable, things are blowing. Just ask people to really take that into consideration this year and practice a little restraint um, in setting off fireworks. And uh, that restraint also being encouraged by the fire chief, especially with as dry as it is. Uh, so you brought up the fact that it's super dry out, and uh, we have been monitoring fireworks. We've got several professional displays going on. Our biggest thing, our message has been leave it to the professionals. Um, we are each day checking weather reports and all that to make sure that we can safely do these professional displays. Um, we will have one more report with all of the shooters tomorrow before we make a decision. Um, but do know that it is a possibility if we slip into drought conditions that we might have to cancel these professional displays. But we will keep everyone the public posted. So Thank you um, very much. it Thank is you. something that the shooters have had concern about and other areas such as Champaign have already canceled their displays so um, remind the public of that as well because we do know that there are probably more public displays out there than professional displays um, so please be uh, fire conscious and have a good fourth happy fourth of july Thank you. Thank you. Chief, Happy appreciate the information. So, uh, you know, keeping an eye out for those conditions and how dry it's possibly going to be. I think that's uh, important, especially if you're going to go out there and shoot off a bunch of fireworks. Um, meanwhile, I'm skipping over uh, quite a bit here of the uh, uh, citizens addressing the council because uh, they had uh, one there that was talking about a grant, another one that was uh, discussing uh, the the uh, uh, Bourbon Street and projects that they were hoping to ultimately get uh, get done and. Uh, the, with cannabis uh, tax dollars uh, that go to local businesses that apply for it. Uh, so obviously there's uh, some some continued concern as to the, the timing. Uh, Bourbon Street wants to get their project done, but they're coming up against the clock. Uh, so you've got uh, some, some concerns there and just all the red tape that there is involved. Uh, but I wanted to get to this last bit here because um, this is uh, something I think shines some light on uh, what happened at the, uh, the last council meeting uh, where you had uh, a city you know, two two alder people, uh, Alderman Roy Williams Jr. and uh, Alderwoman Lakeisha Purchase, go behind closed doors for whatever reason because Lakeisha Purchase was up for a, uh, a county commission spot, and apparently Roy Williams Jr. didn't like that idea. Uh, well, they went behind closed doors to talk about something. Then they came out. Still no indication of what that was, but maybe this provides a little bit of indication. Here is a uh, citizen addressing the council. Alder Reyes. Huh? 
So um, she gets up there and she starts talking about why she's um, there. I'm here on the behalf of Mr. Gregory and Mr. Williams. Um, recently, last month, my son's car, his window got busted out. It took from 3 o'clock, time I got in touch with Lakeisha, to 5 o'clock in the morning to have a police report even written up. So she names Lakeisha Purchase in this uh, and continues to, to rail the against the issue. of the tenants got really bad where I had to reach out with, to Sean Gregory. And uh, we can't do much because it's owned by Lakeisha Purchase, which I've brought up to her many a times that I'm getting bothered. My unit's not even been fixed. I've been fighting this for two years. So uh, she complains about the unit. She also complained about police, said that there was abusive behavior there. So, and I was currently brought that up with Mr. Sean and Mr. Williams Jr. About having something the kids can do because not all mothers could afford, you know, just uh, sending them off somewhere like day camps. So, uh, again, she goes on to, to address her concerns and alleging that Lakeisha Purchase is uh, not uh, taking care of business at a property that she owns. Uh, but to, then you get the police chief getting up there, and uh, he addresses the accusations that the uh, uh, resident uh, threw out that police weren't treating her fairly. Obviously, the men and women of the Springfield Police Department work extremely hard in what they do, and sometimes there, there does become a, chance, a time when... Um, it takes a while for us to answer calls for service. Calls are based upon priorities and whatnot, so um, we can certainly look into that. I will say this is not the forum to make complaints against my men and women and that we have proper chain. That's through internal affairs investigation, and I don't appreciate anyone coming and just lobbing out generic claims about uh, disrespect. The good thing is is that we have body cams that will certainly capture uh, this particular uh, encounter as well as any other encounter and if we need to go about it through the proper change which is internal affairs and that's what we'll do. So uh, you also had Alderman Donnellan. He uh, chimed in on uh, some of these accusations of uh, the property not being maintained. We want to help you. Um, I also understand that for the particular property that there is some management company involved. I would encourage you to there contact is, them directly. But that only that only covers Lakeisha for what her responsibilities are. Yeah. You know, but if I, I'm the kind of person that, because I had this this many years back with Donovan Boltz, he was the head DCFS person that lacked res responsibility too. Sure. So again, uh, a citizen addressing her grievances. Uh, did that have something to do with last week when uh, Williams Jr. took Lakeisha Purchase behind closed doors? Is this just the first we're going to hear of what could be, uh, you know, uh, uh, whatever the motivation is, attacks against Purchase? Uh, we shall see. But uh, Alderman Donnellan, the chair of last night's Committee of the Whole, wrapping up the meeting uh, and uh, making sure that everybody knows what the schedule is. Thank you. Just a reminder for everyone, I love, <laughs> we love seeing each other, I'm sure, on Tuesday nights, but next week is Independence. Day, so our meeting has been moved to uh, Wednesday the 5th, and uh, on that note, I wish everybody a happy and safe Independence Day holiday. Hope you enjoy time with your family and friends. Is there a motion to adjourn? And a motion to adjourn accepted. That's your council roundup from last night's Springfield City Council Committee of the Whole with Springfield's Morning News on 92.7 WMAY. Springfield's News and Talk and the council roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. All right. Hopefully you uh, are staying informed with uh, the council roundup each and every Wednesday.